Episode 9, Why Authenticity is Your Tipping Point for Growth. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we will hear Dr. R.J. Jelena perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Dr. Justin here. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. A couple weeks ago, I got back from Malaysia for a trip, and I'd also mentioned a travel tip having patience. And let me tell you, this trip, I needed it. It was several things like you booked two rooms, but you only got one. Uh, you want to do this this tour? Well, it's kind of raining, so you can't do it. I mean, it was it was still really a good experience. Got some great photos. I ate some great food. Uh, got to snorkel and actually see some fish. And uh, so it was it was a really good time. It just really was. It was it was there. There really were some trying moments, but you just gotta have patience. You gotta breathe through it and know, hey, you're here. Just enjoy it. Roll with the punches. If this gets canceled, you can go do something else. And you know that, that's okay. Maybe maybe you weren't supposed to see whatever it is you wanted to see to begin with. Because at this point, there was a uh, ship that broke and 20-something people banded together and floated to a nearby island because the waters were so choppy. And uh, they still haven't found a couple of them. You know, it's count your blessings, I guess. All right, I just wanted to rant about that for a minute. Sorry about all the roosters. <laughs> they, they just speak at any time of the day. Our guest today is RJ Jelana. I hope I said it right. He is a principled chiropractor with some big dreams, some big goals, and a mission. If you've never heard a chiropractor who isn't just about neck pain or back pain or arthritis, but one that is more about how powerful the adjustment is, how powerful the body is able to heal itself, then today you get to hear that from a guy who's been on a few other talks, is really passionate about it. So I'm excited for you to hear what he has to say. You can get all the show notes at a doctorsperspective.net slash zero nine. Today's episode is sponsored by me. I'm super excited. We have merchandise at a doctorsperspective.net slash shop. It's print on demand. So we have styles for men, styles for women, lots of different colors, t-shirts. We've got the logo, but we also have a special design for chiropractors. I would like to do more and expand into other professions, but for right now, that's all I have. If you like the show and you want to support it, and we're a pretty sweet, soft, durable, printed in America t-shirt and more, doctorsperspective.net slash shop. Also, if you were curious, the book cover is finished, getting it formatted, and then building a quick little page or two to explain why you should get it. I'm excited. It should be ready to go in just a couple weeks. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Welcome to the show. Dr. RJ Jelena, doctor of chiropractic, a principled chiropractor. Welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. Thanks, doc. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, so let's just jump right into it. What, why did you choose to become a chiropractor? And if I'm not mistaken, a principled Palmer graduate chiropractor. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, from the fountainhead, growing my beard like Didi and outgrowing BJ's. Uh, but that's uh, beside the point. Uh, so you said, why did I become a chiropractor? Uh, my oldest brother, uh, growing up, he's 18 years older than I am, was a chiropractor, practiced uh, a large pain-based clinic in Edmonton in Canada. 
I did a lot for athletes, injuries, uh, you know, symptoms, things like that. So I thought it was always intriguing, you know, just to see him and and just what he was doing and the amount of people that were going in and out of that office and the amount of lives he was impacting. So I always wanted to go to chiropractic school. I wanted to be a chiropractor. I played around with um, going to nursing school or even being a teacher. And then I was playing rugby and I started playing rugby in uh, 1993 in high school. And one day I was sitting there and I looked and ended up getting offered a rugby scholarship to Palmer Chiropractic College in Davenport, Iowa. And I was just, when I first got offered, I was like, is it uh, Notre Dame? And they're like, no, it's Davenport, Iowa. I'm like, that's got to be good enough. Um, <laughs> so I, I went to school to play rugby and to be a chiropractor like my brother that worked with physical therapists and did all this sports training. And then the reason I got into principled chiropractic was through my own health issues. Uh, just before I graduated, I got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and cirrhosis of the liver. And, uh, you know, medically it was 15 pills to take for the rest of my life that led to infertility, sterility, and erectile dysfunction. And I've yet to meet a single person that wants to sign up for erectile dysfunction. I've just never been able to find a person be like, yes, thank the Lord. And uh, I hit depression. I hit rock bottom, the lowest of the low. And friends were like, you got to meet this chestnut. Go see this James Chestnut. And uh, I went and heard him speak. And he sort of changed my view on, you know, subluxation and, and his subluxation stress response and things like that. And then I started getting into more things like the green books, uh, you know, did maximize living, got into Sigafoos. And I, I, to me, the thing that got me to go really back to the principal was listening to old school BJ Palmer audio. And, and a funny story for you, I was telling some guys, uh, they had me speaking at a philosophy night here in Colorado a while ago. And then I was telling some guys after that there's kids in my class that were like, you need to do Sigafoos. You need to get Sigafoos. So I'll never forget, it was first try. I left class that night. It was a Friday. I'm like, I got to go find this Sigafoos. So I went to four liquor stores and I couldn't find Sigafoos anywhere. <laughs> and I went back. I'm like, dude, where'd you guys buy the Sigafoos from, man? I got to try it. And they're like, no, man, Sigafoos isn't booze. It's a dude. And so then, sorry, that's how it was born. I, you know, I, I got into, then I wasn't into it, but now I'm into it hard. And to me, there's nothing more important than the principal chiropractors that just do chiropractic. And, and so my office, I'm, you know, it's all the principal all the time. Uh, that's just what, what we changed to and, it, and adapted to it. And I love t telling people that, you know, chiropractic isn't a treatment for anything. Chiropractic makes the body's ability to heal better. And that's why we see the miracles. Right. And so that's the principled part is, is I guess, g give us a, a, the two minute version. If you have a two minute version of what does it mean to be like a principled chiropractor versus, um, I don't know, we like to use the word mixed where we, we don't really think of chiropractic that can do that much except basically just neck pain and back pain. So give us the, uh, what's a principled doctor to you? To me, a principal chiropractor is the one that just adjusts. Like you, you adjust. You might do, you know, some minor therapies, but you're not doing cold or laser, or you're not doing decompression. You're not really prescribing like a ton of supplements. Um, you know, things like that. To me, is outside the principle of chiropractic because you know BJ said done by hand. And it was interesting for a long time. I thought that when it meant dub by hand, not by tool. And then I read something from BJ's works a while ago. And he said, if it's, you know, a machine in, in your hand, it's still done by hand. So I've, I've lightened up a bit on, on, on that and instrument adjusting. Cause I, I thought before, it. right, <laughs> right. I, I thought before all it was, was like, I mean, there was moments in my life too, where I went strictly upper cervical and that's why I practice now. But like, 
you're either getting C1 adjusted or you're not getting adjusted. And so just to me, the principle is that you want to adjust and you adjust first and foremost. Mm. Have you uh, listened to the Sigafoos podcast that his son created? Yeah, I've been on the Sigafoos. They've actually had me on the show. Uh, They had me on there. Dr. Carey's had me on before. But yeah, I I mean, there is, I call it the Sigafoos cleanse. I'm going to tell a lot of grads out of schools that they should listen to nothing but Sigafoos for 60 straight days and it'll, it'll rock their world and, and change their minds. Well, and I agree, like there's coming out of school and just floundering, even if you have a management company to try to help you with the business part of, of, of clinic, there's so much, what do I do now? Because the schools teach you one way, you, you feel like you got people like yourself who talk another way, you're just like, well, I don't know which way to go to have something to ground yourself on, like, why do you deliver the adjustment? Is it just pain relief or is there more to it? You got to have that somewhere. And I think you can start in school. And if you don't have it at some point, I think in the first five years, you're going to discover that you need to have some of that just to stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, a lot of management companies are going to tell you how to set up your business, you know, to do scripts. But if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, it, it doesn't come off authentic. So to me, the the more I found is that the more I've gone to my authentic self, the more I became a principled chiropractor because I wanted to do the adjustments to, you know, allow the expression of Nate just to be at 100 percent and not to treat symptoms. And the hard part is, is that you still get people coming in for over 10 years as you even become more principled that have been with you for 10 years in practice and they still want you to treat symptoms. You always have to bring it back to, you know, we're not a treatment. It's like classic Sigafoos when he talks about the lady, I think her name was Mary. And at the end of the story, she's like, she got hit by a car and ran over. And she's like, what happened, Mary? She's like, it was my Atlas, doc. Right? Like you have to ingrain it in their minds that, you know, if they have pressure on the nervous system, their body isn't going to function. And I know that they want their symptom gone, but we got to get the pressure off the nervous system. Mm, very true. So the, I would normally ask somebody what their specialty is. And it sounds like that is your specialty because not every chiropractor is going to be like that. Would I be safe in assuming that? Yeah, absolutely, man. My big thing is that we, uh, you know, get pressure off that brainstem. We we adjust a lot of the upper cervical spine. Um, a couple years or a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe I uh, had uh, the opportunity to hear Dr. Jason Sabo, a guy from Canada, speak, and he adjusted me with his uh, a system that he created called TIC or TIC, it stands for Tonal Integrative Correction. And so it made a huge impact. My atlas hadn't been holding for three straight days. And I went five months without receiving an adjustment because my atlas was holding for five straight months. And then it went out three straight days. He came and spoke. He adjusted me, did his did his procedure. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I went and took the class. And now I do a lot of that adjusting where you don't cross the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So now I'm really even more dialed in and say, okay, if you come in, we adjust uh, your parasympathetic. We don't adjust your sympathetic spine or your nervous system attached to your sympathetic spine or, or during that visit till you're clear on the parasympathetics. And the results I've seen since I've made that switch have been just mind-boggling. So, because e- even with like the Blair, when I'd set someone's atlas, I wouldn't touch atlas again, but I do C5 and below, sometimes even, you know, cervical, thoracic and lumbar. And some Blair docs would say, well, no, that's not Blair. And I get that. I mean, that's why it's called the art of chiropractic, because I can have my own art. And uh, the the reason I like Dr. Sabo's was that 
it was postural based. So all the adjustments done seated, you you measure their posture and they can actually see the correction. Like there's someone watching an adjustment. They can see with their own eyes that the adjustment's actually correcting the posture. And so it's just super cool to do it. And it's low force and very specific. And uh, like I say, I, I can't tell you the amount of results we've had from just one subtle change. Wow, I could I can go on for a while on that one, but I'll spare I'll spare the audience our uh, tangent on that and say go on their website and I'll put a show, link in the show notes for that because now I'm kind of curious about what what that entails. So there are seminars to learn it and everything. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's been teaching it. Um, you know, he didn't ever think he was going to be able to. You know, he didn't have that idea of doing it. Now he is because people have requested. He just held he just held a seminar up at his office. I think there was five or six, maybe ten docs up there. The last seminar, and he did some last year in uh, Frisco uh, in New York, as well as Colorado. So it's pretty cool. Okay, we got to take do the uh, account for continuing ed, or is this going to be more of just a technique that you have a, a desire to I, learn? It was continuing ed. So you can get your C's. Yep. Even better. Based on the type of chiropractic that you deliver in Colorado, what are some of the common misconceptions that you face in, as a chiropractor, but also maybe as, as the principled style of chiropractic? Are they the same thing or do you have some differences? No, I, I think the biggest misconception is that we can't help people with um, conditions, right? Like, uh, you know, I tell you to people all the time, yeah, I'm not treating your condition, but I allow your body to function better. And when your body functions better, automatically do that. So I think in the public eye, they don't think when they have a condition, like an autoimmune condition or infertility issue, um, you know, things like that, heart problems, things like that, they don't think of a chiropractor to go to for help. The The way I see the, the, the public, it's like an episode of The Simpsons. You see Homer Simpson rolling in a trash can. Oh, chiropractor. Right, my back hurts. Chiropractor, I got a, a headache. Right, chiropractor. That's what the the world seems to think of us as is the, these pain guys. And the reality is, is that in my office, I hardly have anyone that's in pain. Right, like we're seeing people with all different types of conditions from A to Z that understand now from education that you get adjusted to allow maximum expression of life and reach human potential. And to me, that's if the world just understood that. We work with the brain and, you know, I think that's where we need to almost educate now is that we're brain-based doctors. There's no doctor in the world that is more influential and impactful than us as chiropractors to inf influence brain. Neurologists study brain, but they're going to cut on your brain or drug your brain. That's not working with the brain. Right. So I had an interesting conversation at Vitamin Cottage. I was... Uh, you know, telling this lady that I help people with the brain and she's like, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I adjust. She goes, what are you, a chiropractor? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, you don't work with the brain. And I said with her, well, yeah, you don't work with supplements. <laughs> and she goes, you can't say that. I work with supplements. I say, well, I work with the brain. You can't say that either. So long story short, she goes, what's your, what's your name? Give me a card. I'm like, no, no, you give me your information. My staff will call and schedule you <laughs> and you can come on in and learn about how we are the top experts at the brain. And so it's funny. She did. She's like, I've been chiropractors for years. No one told me you work with the brain. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause every adjustment goes through the spinal cord to the brain. It's changing some things, shut some things off. Like the, the, the research is, I'm always interested in seeing like what happens. And it seems like the research is actually showing what some of the stuff BJ was claiming so long ago, but really didn't have the science to back it up. And now we're seeing it. And now I can take some of the things that you're saying and we have studies that are like, this is kind of how it's working. Right. Some of it we still don't know, but. 
and the other part of that too is like you said that the BJ didn't research and the biggest misconception is that most of the stuff that's coming out now, BJ did back in the day, but it's buried at the bottom of Palmer. They have it all in their, in their archives. It's stuff that's not out there, right? So uh, I think, you know, BJ was a smart dude. He was, a, he was ahead of his time. Um, and I think that if he, 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 the mistake I believe that he made was when he said to other people, as you go through that, you have to think for yourself and you can create new things. And I think just what we've done is we've created all these m- techniques off of it. And then we become a technique war, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying that your technique does the same thing as my technique, it's the art part. Right. But if, as long as the philosophy stays the same, the artist can change. Painting is painting, right? But Michelangelo and Picasso had different forms. It was still painting. That's true. Uh, the green books, where where can somebody find those? Is Have they become digital copies yet, just easily downloaded? Or do you still have to like find them on eBay or something? <laughs> uh, if you find them on eBay, you can find some cool ones with BJ's actual autographs. Those are the ones I go to collect because mm-hmm. I want actual BJ writing. Uh, Palmer Bookstore, I think the Logan Bookstore, not Logan, I mean uh, Sherman, I think they got green books. There's DCS Store or something like that online that you can get green books. Okay. So they're readily available. Yeah. And same with the audios. Like I buy so much BJ audio and I love listening to old BJ Palmer audio. Well, let's switch gears a little bit to the practice part of the interview. When you, how do you, how do you find good staff? How do you keep them? What makes them good? So most chiropractors, uh, we come out of school with a lot of piss and vinegar and we want to do it all. Like we Mm want to run our practice. We want to do everything. And so for the first nine years in practice, I did that. And then last year, um, I brought on, uh, my brother has been a successful businessman for most of his life. Uh, a different brother, not the brother that's a chiropractor, ran multiple hockey teams uh, from a central location. Uh, just really good in business. And he succeeded with every business he touched. So he, my mother passed away. I started making changes in the office. And he's like, hey, I want to help you. So the thing about it is, is I brought my brother on. Um, you know, I call my CEO or whatever you want to call office manager, whatever you want to do it. And he basically runs my staff. He runs my team. So I show up, I do some trainings with them. We have like our, our check-ins or our meetings, but other than that, like he's just on a phone call today with them. They have their weekly meetings. He has performance. He's got charts. He's got it all. He's the one that's hired, uh, two of my staff right now. Um, he does the interview process on the phone and he finds just good people to fit roles that he has, but they have clear uh, expectations, performance markers, all that. And they come together and they have these weekly calls and scorecards. So it's taken the pressure off me where I just get to show up now and be the doctor. So that's been something that's cool. And and we're bringing it to chiropractic. We work with two other, three other offices right now where he does the same thing for them. And we're just, you know, going to launch, you asked me earlier if we were going to have anything cool, that would be the coolest thing I have. Um, so it's the tipping point practice where, cause we want to help offices reach the tipping point of, of market domination where people are flooding in. So we're making impact in communities, making them healthier. And it's not a system. We're, we're not a coaching system. We're a help you get done system mm-hmm. where you can be the doctor and that's what you excel in. Very good. Very good. But it's, but there are some systems involved to make it happen. Not, re- not really. We've, we've, the other two offices we work with are different than mine. Mm-hmm. And he just has measurables and tangibles that he's put in place to help that doctor grow the office he wants. 
So basically what we do the first time we go out, we sit down and find these docs and say, what do you want? How do you want your business to look? What do you, if you had your ideal practice, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And then we help them create that. He just does all the work with all the staff, man. He trains them, finds the right people, um, you know, because as chiropractors, I'm sure when you know when you were here in practice in Colorado, you got calls all the time. Hey, do you want to do this marketing? Do you want to do this? We can get you this. And, and like one of my great friends, uh, a pastor at, at Flatirons Church in Colorado, Scott Nickel, wrote a blog post on FOMO, the fear of missing mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, oh my God, how much money have I lost in the fear of missing out in 10 years of practice? Absolutely. Right? Because we want that bullet. We want that magic. We want that dust. It's all, we do that and you have 10,000 new patients. <laughs> we chase it. So It's horrible. We, we do. And, and so the great thing with my brother being involved is he doesn't chase anything. He looks at it from a different standpoint. So now I got all these people calling me and I say, yeah, great. Don't waste your time. Call call Gary and he'll answer and make the decision. So it's good to have solid bi- uh, solid business practices and, and procedures, whether it's from your brother or call, you know, learning it from somebody, you got to have those. And it sounds like you guys finally figured it out and can offer that to other people. That's a good, it's a good service. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not the business guy, man. I'm the servant. I like to show up and serve every single day. I'm serve, serve, serve. And I'm guessing a lot of what you do is just educating your own staff, like the same message that you tell the patients and just kind of encouraging the staff the, the same way, I'm assuming. Yes, that, that's big for me is that everyone on my team has to speak the same language. So when someone new's hired on, they have to come to every principal doctor's report that we do. They have to sit through it, take notes, and then basically it's learning through osmosis where I want them to be able to be, if I don't show up one day, that they could get up in front and do my, my principal report. That'd be nice. Right? They're not going to know that they're not a doctor. They just need to teach it. And it's yeah, simple. Absolutely. Well, what have been some of your top uh, marketing tactics that, that bring the most return on your investment? You know, I'm a guy that grew up when I when we were getting out of school that it was all about screening. So I learned really quick how to become a great screener. So I'm really good at spinal screenings. I love being out in the community and educating. Um, I like dinners with a doc. I, again, that's been huge. Uh, one of the biggest ones for me is lunch and learns where you go to companies and you, and you teach topics. Um, the thing is that you find it's what you learn is that the most successful people have one talk and they do it over and over. But as chiropractors, we think, oh, if I have more talks, it's mm-hmm. better. So I've really honed down. I'm, I got a really good stress talk that I do that gets a lot of people in. And a New Year, New You talk, which uh, came to me in a message. And I pulled over and wrote a, a talk down a few weeks ago. I went to Charlie Majors, who's a awesome principal chiropractor in the U.S. His, his celebration of life, he passed away. And I went to that and just being around all the people and all the energy in the room, I was driving home from the airport and this message came to my head and it was I first the first time in my life I listened to it so I pulled over and I wrote this New Year's New You talk and I've done it four times and I've had extreme success from doing that. So it just I, I love speaking. Um as you can tell I, I'm not short for words and I like to hog hog the words and, and the airtime. So I will take speaking anytime I can. Well that's a that's a really good ability because I think for a lot of chiropractors, screening and getting those people out there and you know, I always like lunch and learns, but you have to have a strategy, like you said, like either a good speech or a good presentation of something. Otherwise, you're going there, you're giving food, you're talking to the doctors, but you're not getting the results. Those referrals are the, you know, the patients right. signing up to come to care. And that's the biggest piece. Well, the thing with the New Year, New You, it was, okay, our society is, as a culture, you know, we want to be healthy, yet our healthcare system sucks. So the new year, new you is, okay, let's do something different for you to make your year better and your life better. And it's chiropractic. And then I just go right into what chiropractic is. 
And so it's like my principled report, but at a lunch and learn, and people are like, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Where in the past, I would have gone in and taught them some topic, then tried to close on chiropractic. Now I'm the whole talk is chiropractic. Yeah. So it's, it's just different. Sounds like you have a, you have a, uh, a product that you can monetize potentially. <laughs> right. Have me speak for that's you. That's right. Learn my speech. We have a lot of those in our right? fields for sure. No, and, and that's that. Well, it, it's interesting that you said that because for years, you know, you you see on Facebook or you know, someone will post something. I did this talk and closed this many of this many, and like, what'd you say? And then they tell you everything they said, and you go try to deliver their talk, and it never works. So I'm big on if like other chiropractors, you might have to have to have a model, but you need to speak from yourself. Like, and that's what I always big on is that the more authentic you can be, the more you're going to gain from it and the more you're going to grow from it in any setting. So the magic bullet, and here's this to anyone listening, the magic bullet is this, be yourself and people will come in. I agree. Right? Like that's a, that's, that's a big nugget. And that's a huge truth bomb is that if you're yourself, people will come in and follow you. But the minute you try to be someone else, you're, it's your screw. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to you you know using a script, learning a script because you don't know what you're doing. You're like, man, this it feels weird. It's not like it's, you said anything wrong. It's just that you're like, I hate this analogy. Like, I don't like it. And you got to like figure, okay, what what do I know that I can speak passionately about? Because I'm not a mechanic. I mean, I'm not you know some of these classic ones that we use in the field, like changing your tire. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I hate tires. <laughs> yeah. AMA changes my tires. I don't know anything about a tire. Right. It, it's, it, it makes so much sense. You hit the nail on the head there, Doc, that it, it, it's so important that if, if, if you're not jiving with it, you got to change it. And e- you can practice a thousand times. And if it doesn't sit well with you, it's going to come across really awkward. And people pick up on that and they don't buy it. Yeah. Like you said, authenticity. Well, I'm going to ask one more question in, in this realm before we switch gears completely. Uh, it's about looking in the future, five years, maybe 10 years, what, what kind of goals maybe do you have for yourself? Where do you see the future of chiropractic going? What, what do you see in this, uh, this area? All right. So here, here's mine. Uh, I'm a big goal guy, a big vision guy. I'm a visionary. So my, my idea is this, that, uh, right now my focus is on making, uh, Colorado healthy again. And, uh, my vision is this, that I'm going to have a center. It's going to be called the I Get It Chiropractic Center. And it's going to be the coolest place in Colorado. Uh, people are going to come from all over the world, all over the state to come see us. Uh, I'm going to have probably 20 docs in there. We're going to be seeing 3,300 people a day. Just like BJ Palmer's clinic saw back in the 1900s in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, and if anyone's been to Davenport, Iowa or you're from there, I apologize in advance, but it's not the coolest place in town. Colorado's got way more to offer and way better uh, than Davenport, Iowa. And that's just my biased opinion because I live here, but you'll get over it. And so what I want to have in there is I, I want it to be the place that people go to in town. Like, and sort of the view is this, that I become their life doctor. So whatever phase of life they're in, they come and see me. So if they're born, yeah, we go to the life doctor. We have an issue, we go to the life doctor. I want to get off meds, we go to the life doctor. I'm healthy and I want to just keep being active in Colorado. We go to the life doctor because he wants to make my life better. And when my life becomes better, I'm, I'm more apt to fulfill my, uh, per, or reach my potential fulfilling my purpose. And we all have a purpose. And in this place, I, I, I visualize it. There's going to be like a juice bar. You're going to have restaurants. We're going to have a gym. 
We're going to have a homeschool center. Uh, we're going to have a, it's going to be used for worship on the weekends that the, people can come and worship, worship services. I'm going to have a store. We're going to have a grocery center. Uh, like uh, it, it's just going to be the coolest place in town. So people can come and do everything. Like, Hey man, let, let's go to, I get it for dinner tonight. The, the restaurant there is amazing. And we better get our power turned on. So our body digests this food better and we prevent sickness and disease. And then you're going to have all these kids coming in there going to school, learning how to think and be creative and not being taught what to think and just changing the culture so much that we take it back, right? That we become the leaders, we become the, the next the next great thing and it's just going to revolutionize the culture. And what I mean by the culture is that the community is going to change that we start to have the healthiest people. And when you have the healthiest people, you have less crime, you have less sickness, you have less disease, you have less single parents. You it Just everything changes when pressures are moved off that brainstem. Because if you look at all people, we all have the same characteristics inside of us. Love, compassion, sharing, caring, joy, humility. We have all these in us. But when there's pressure on that brainstem and in the stress response set in, that's when you get rage, aggression, anger, right? You have hate, you, you have spite, and we live in that, and that trickles down and affects every aspect of our society. And so if we don't have big vision to change that, and we're going to play it small in chiropractic, we're not going to make the difference. We need to have these major centers where people come and they're like, this is, this is the answer that we've been looking for. That is amazing. Hopefully that wasn't too much for No, you. hey, I mean... I'm just, I, I listen, I listen to that and I'm like, okay, well, my goals are much smaller than that. And I'm guessing you're going to need a lot of help to get where you are. And it sounds like you're already, based on some of the names you've been dropping throughout the interview, you are uh, positioning yourself with some of the people that are like-minded and that can help you get to those, these, these goals fulfilled. So. Absolutely. And it's, uh, there's a, a book, uh, man, I'm reading it at home. Uh, it's, I got recommended to me. It's Chase, uh, in a pit with a lion, it's called. In a pit with a lion. And, and it talks about how uh, Benianna, or Ben, Benny, I, I can't even pronounce his name. We'll just call him Ben. Okay. It's a biblical spelling, and don't judge me, because my hooked on phonics Canadian brain has to sound it out. But we'll call him Ben, and he, and he basically what he does is there was a lion, and instead of running away from the lion, he actually chased the lion into a pit and killed a lion. And, and the analogy is that most of us spend our lives running away from lions, so there are fears and, and all this instead of chasing them. And, and basically, it came down to that with God, uh, nothing is impossible. And the bigger the bigger your life gets, the bigger your God's got to get. So I'm just relying huge that I know I can't make that vision happen for myself. Mm -hmm. But I know if I trust in God that it'll happen because it was his vision that he put inside of me. And I just have to act upon it. Right. So I, I'm chasing lions this year, man. I, I'm chasing and killing lions. That's fantastic. And, and don't get mad that I said that. I'm not going on a safari to kill some sacred lion. You don't want to be that dentist again? No. <laughs> they, they butchered that guy. Poor guy. Right? Poor, Poor dude. dude. Oh. Um, okay. So completely changing gears here. More to like a little bit of the personal before we wrap up today. So besides obviously chiropractic and these, these huge goals you have, what, what preoccupies your mind? Like kids, hobbies, a wife, volunteering? What? what what do you got? Okay. Awesome, man. That's a great question. You know, uh, I'm really big right now. Uh, my wife and I have been uh, together. We opened our practice together in 06. Uh, we had our first child in 2012, my daughter Jada. And then in 2014, we had my son Justice. 
So I'm big right now with uh, being dad. Like I, I've really toned down uh, stuff in the, you know, just go, go, go in the office. Uh, we're, we're, like I said, bringing on my brother. We're now, f- we, you know, chiropractic philosophy is above, down, inside, out. So that's been our focus lately is to grow the practice from above, down, inside, out. And so I've really stepped back doing things that are unnecessary and really, you know, learning that fear of missing out is I, I can say no to things to give to my children. Uh, I love hanging out with them and my wife. Uh, I, I love brainstorming with my wife. You know, she created the innate mom, uh, which is awesome for people. If there's listeners out there, you want to get, you know, some really cool stuff to get your people trusting the body, go to innatemom.com or Facebook page, the innate mom. And it's just awesome. Like, I just want to help her support that. Cause I think that's big for our community. If we can get just lay folk understanding that our body's so intelligent, it would be cool. Uh, Hobbies being from Canada, I play hockey. I play once a week. It's my let go time. It's sort of, you know, my recharge. I enjoy working out, lifting weights. Um, serving wise, I, I, my, one of my greatest days is Tuesdays when I go adjust all the church staff at Flatirons Church in, in Lafayette and I love it. Um, you know, it's just, it just resets me and to see people so grateful for allowing their body to function and heal. It's just awesome. Um, and then another thing I'm doing is, like I said, at the beginning before we started, it's not really a hobby, but I'm, I'm going on a mission trip, uh, with a bunch of Christian brothers, uh, to Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya, and I'm leaving tomorrow. So I'm, I'm gone there for 11 days, uh, to go help men become stronger in Jesus. And it's, that's, you know, I guess God is a big part of, uh, of my thought process and my thinking. And I'm proud to say that years ago, I wasn't, um, you know, it was more of like, oh, it's not cool. And, and you know what? I, it is cool to, to like Jesus and, and, and to follow him. And if you have an issue with that, again, that's, that's your own problem, not my worry. So, but that, hopefully that answers those questions. Did I miss anything for no, you? No, I think that worked. Um, I, had, I had a friend that actually taught in Nairobi for a couple of years right out of college. I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and then here you are uh, going to witness. If you, that's the right word, right? Witness to the... To some of the, the men there. Yeah. Um, I was thinking you were going to go for chiropractic, but you're actually going with flat irons. Um, you know, we both attended yeah, that I'm same church. The, it was, it's, it's yeah. amazing church. It's, yeah. it's one of the fat, isn't it like the first or second fastest growing church in America? Yeah. I mean, the both, uh, Jim and Scott are amazing leaders. Um, so they got me turned on to this thing called the crucible, uh, which is a, a weekend for men, uh, where you go wrestle with God and it truly was a wrestling match. And so we're going to lead some of those over in Nairobi. Um, you know, my team's going to get principled chiropractic care from the minute we leave till the minute I get back. Uh, you know, they're like, you have to bring your tail. I'm like, don't worry. That's what gets me through these trips too, is just doing my, my gifts and my talents. I I love doing chiropractic. And if I get the chance to adjust people in Nairobi when I'm there, you you better believe atlases will be moved (laughs) on the streets of Nairobi. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, give us, give us a, a hint. You're married, you have kids. What's something that you can do to make sure that, uh, you and your wife stay connected and fully in, in, in charge and in tune together. Okay. So some of our practices are is uh, what we started doing lately that's really helped is we we have a journal by our bed and this will turn into it. But we start every day, every morning we wake up, we write our gratitude list. And every night before bed, we, we write our gratitude list. Uh, we always make it a priority that after the kids go to bed, we have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour we sit there together before we go to sleep talking communicating uh we pray together every night before bed um and just having open com- com- you know communication like she knows my set schedule 
and says, you know, here's where I'm gone in the office. Here's where I'm home. Here's where I'm going to help out. So it's just open communication and clear lines. And, and uh, you know, the biggest thing is you have that the God part, I think, keeps us connected, but no secrets. Like she knows everything I'm doing and it just it just works that way with open, authentic communication. Perfect. Perfect. And I think, you know, to be honest, too, I want to throw this out here. The other other cool thing is that she's a principal chiropractor herself. So she knows when I'm going to work and she knows when I'm in the grind that I'm doing it to change humanity. And I think that helps. Like she's very, you know, forgiving and things like that compared to when you want to go do something that that doesn't move the needle forward. Then she's not very. And that's just that's the check in process. Right. Like she keeps me focused and she keeps me engaged and it's good it's a good balance it's, it's what you want in a, in, a, in a spouse i would think yes yeah yeah uh you mentioned the innate mom do you want to spend a minute and just kind of give it an example of what because i don't think anybody knows what uh, innate really intelligence is much less innate mom so what kind of things will you see on that website so you'll just you'll th- see things to trust the body right like everything happens in the body for for a reason it, it's all done by design and that when there's an issue, you should really trust the instincts or the body into getting it better. So like a lot of food that, you know, innate foods that are that are foods that are God foods or natural foods that we should eat. There's recipes. There's just a lot of mindset stuff. Like when people are going through their, their worst parts of their life and they're like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing. It's almost like mindset stuff where you have to choose what you're going to do. Like you can accept it or you can just keep hiding it. Um, but she really wanted to make it so so moms, dads, people would trust in ourselves instead of thinking we need to rely on outside in. So meaning medications or other things. And it, it's just, um, you know, it, it just was a thing that we saw a need for. And, and so she's just going for it to create this need to fulfill a void. So people trust in the divine creation of our bodies. I think that would be the best way to say it Perfect. is innate is that we are created in a way that our bodies work perfectly. They're created perfectly. And that if they're not working perfectly, it's not bad luck, bad genes or random chance. It's just an interference. Okay, perfect. Last last couple questions here. Uh, you've kind of touched on you know the, a routine you do with your wife, but as far as yourself, is there any other morning routine or lunch routine that you do that gets you excited or, or focused for the entire day? Sure. Uh, when I'm dry, so Monday through Thursday, when I'm seeing practice members uh, in my car, it's always chiropractic audio. So I'm constantly chiropractic audio, no music, uh, Thursday night, uh, typically not at nights, but like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'll listen to music. But Monday through Thursday, it's chiropractic audio nonstop. Um, that's what keeps me motivated. I do my gratitude, gratitude journal, uh, in my iPhone, I have a note page. So when I hear something interesting, read something cool, or someone says like something super neat to me, I write it in my note page and I review that every day too after I do my gratitude stuff, um, that, uh, you know, in the office, I listen to uh, music, but I'm also playing uh, principled stuff on my, uh, on my hot seat videos and things like that. So even hearing people talk all the day, uh, you know, gets me fired up too. And then just, you know, that, that's probably the biggest things. But I would say, you know, to me, my go-to chiropractic audio is BJ. I like Sigafoos. Uh, the old school guys are some new school guys too that are really good. Um, you just find what you like and you just listen to it. it whatever, there's no right or wrong. Like there's people like, I don't like this guy. I like this guy. Great. Listen to who you like. Yeah. If it resonates with you, go for it. Absolutely. All right. You kind of answered this question, but I'll throw it out there anyway in case there's anything that you uh, w- want to just drop on, the, uh, on our, our audience today. Books, blogs, podcasts, apps on your phone, 
Do you have any favorite ones that you um, constantly go back to or things that you would recommend to students, to other doctors? You know, you've already mentioned BJ and Sigafoos and uh, Green Books and yep. different things and um, a pit and a line. But anything else that can come to mind before we, uh, we conclude today? Okay, I would say uh, Wallace Waddles. Um, he, he wrote a book, uh, Wallace Waddles. Um, let me just grab it here. I think it's in my bag. I, I got what was cool is I had a guy sit through my report and he brought me in this book the next day and he's like, I've never been to a chiropractor. I saw your office and I felt called to come in. And it was one of those weird things like, do you really believe it? And he handed me this book. It's called uh, The Complete Wallace Waddles. It's nine books, The Science of Getting Rich, The Science of Being Great, The Science of Being Well, How to Get What You Want, A New Christ, Jesus, The Man and His Work, Making the Man who can the new science of living and healing and hellfire Harrison, which is a novel and it's all in one book. And these things are like the closest things to BJ Palmer and the principal chiropractic. It's written in like the early 1900s mm. and it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So that's a book I constantly reference because there's just so many gems in there. And then the last one is a new book that came out, or I don't know when it came out, but I read it this year. It was called the subtle art of not giving a, f <laughs> and I apologize for the name, but Honestly, that book has ch changed like my view of things and things like that. And I recommend that people read that podcasts. I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, again, I like more of the chiropractic philosophy, the audio that way. Um, apps on my phone, I typically use the Bible and fighter verse. So fighter verse, you get a verse every day or once a week and, and you helps you memorize verses. So just as like a backup plan, uh, those are some of the biggest apps I use. Other than that, I'm, I'm try to be off my phone, especially around my kids. So they don't learn that we need technology. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's about that, man. I, I really think those two books are, are some of my biggest, biggest books. Yeah. I can't wait to look up the, uh, William Wallows cause that I love, I love all these like nine in one books, three in one books. Cause it's just like, wow, I got like so much knowledge in right. this one, one volume here. And it's, it's Wallace Waddles. W-A-T-T-L-E-S is the book. Wallace is his first name. Very good. I'll Amazon that. Well, any uh, closing remarks before we, uh, we conclude? No, man, just, uh, I appreciate you for doing what you do. I appreciate you for saving lives there. And, uh, you're in China correct, right now. Correct. Yes. I mean, that's awesome that you're moving bones in china it's so cool man they all need it you know i can't really communicate with them but they that's even better yeah dude they, that's even better like that's that's how it should be like this just trust me let me put my hand on your bone and move that bone and your body's going to heal that's all they need to know i mean that's all i really can translate because some of them describing these principles the, what you kind of the things you're talking about is is kind of over their head usually and it's just a weird concept and trying to get the translator to, to do that so it's just you know, it's kind of pain-based, but they're getting those adjustments and they're, they're getting better. And, and I think it's changing some lives here in China. So I'm excited for it too. So I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. That's, that's good, man. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Well, I wish you, uh, wish you luck in Kenya. Be safe and have a prosperous 2017. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you for all that you do. All right, man. Blessings, bro. Dr. RJ, thank you so much for being on the show and explaining so much about the, the power of, of the chiropractic adjustment and all the references and, and resources that you gave, um, some of these books, the audios, you'll have to do your own looking for the BJ and Sigafoos audios. They mentioned a podcast, but if you want to look at, look more, um, you know, just, just search online for it. Good luck in Kenya. Stay safe. I really 
appreciate the advice on uh, the relationship, like a gratitude journal together. That's really cool. And you can also check out his wife's page, innatemom.com. You can get all the show notes at a doctorsperspective.net slash zero nine. Just want to give a general reminder, the ebook, when it comes out, if you were to go to a doctorsperspective.net on the right side of the screen, on a pop-up on the bottom of the screen, there's all kinds of places where you can put your email. And when that comes out for a limited time, I can send it to you for free. It's not only a book about nutrition and exercise, it's actually like blueprints. If you haven't really been able to stick to a diet much in your life, if you haven't really done much exercise and it's kind of a daunting and you get demotivated quickly, I have steps, implemental steps for you to take to make big changes overall, but small changes to start with to get accustomed to maybe eating less food, to how to build up to 20 minutes of exercise and things like that. So if you're interested, sign up because it's not only something that you could implement for yourself, especially if you are um, not in peak health, but also it's something that you can either give or sell to your patients so that they can have a blueprint for themselves. You can find me online on all the popular sites. The easiest way to do it is go to a doctorsperspective.net. And if you look at the top right, there's all these little social media icons. Just click whichever flavor you like best and it'll send you directly to that page. You can subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, etc. I do a lot of travel photos on Instagram, so I hope you like it, as well as Flickr has a wide variety of those same pictures, but a lot more. And of course, I'm very active on Facebook. So connect, comment, and I will respond. This week's travel tip is a non-paid sponsorship, if you will, because I just like the product so much. It's called Turtleneck Pillow, and it's probably maybe eight to 10 inches wide. And it's a piece of fabric. And on inside the fabric, there's a plastic H-shaped ridge. It's got a little bit of arch in it. Anyway, you you wrap it tight around your neck, kind of like a turtleneck would be around your neck. And um, you put the that H-frame partially on your shoulder, partially on your chin. And so when you go to sleep on a bus or an airplane or whatever, you know, you don't have that, your head bobbing around and waking you up and waking up with a neck ache. You just relax and you fall asleep into that frame and it's just so comfortable. And then the fabric's big enough to where it can cover your mouth. So uh, if you drool or anything, it gets covered as well. Or if you just, you know, if there's any kind of smell in the air, it's covered. So anyway, I really like it. Like I said, uh, they're not paying for a sponsorship or anything. It's way better than these U-shaped blow-up things that people use. I just don't find those comfortable. You probably check it out. I'll have a link on the show notes for it on Amazon. It'll be an affiliate link. So if you want to support the podcast and you want to buy it, just go ahead and buy it through my link and you will have helped me out a little bit. And I appreciate it. We just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.